This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico, joined by my good friend, Austin, or I mean... Uh, Jake, ba- I mean, Nick Sainert. What's up? Back from his graduation retreat. <laughs> Grat- congratulations on graduating. Thank sir. you, Rico. It was, Thank a, you. it was a major accomplishment. Congratulations. I appreciate that. I opened up the page to the uh, book that I got you. Yep. With where your name is. I put your key on it so you can see where your name is. Thank you. Mr. Nicholas A. Sainert. Yep. Um, you know, Rico. I appreciate that. I appreciate. I just thought I'd open the show. I appreciate your hard work while I was gone for three whole days. It was the worst. That's a lot. <laughs> now, it, it made, actually, no. Okay, it made you it were look gone worse for more. It made it look of worse. State baseball. Yes, it made it look worse because since the previous Friday, I basically just never. I just had was not in the office. Just dipped and did baseball. I, I was in you. Omaha. Um, that was a blast. And then you worked for like the whole of a time. next week. Then I was what? You were then you were gone for like the then whole I was, day, except for Wednesday, yeah, Thursday. Well, so Tuesday morning I was here for about four hours, um, because I I produced the drive. Yep. And then the first game of the day was at four, and so I you there dipped. was there you was the whole get, thing. We had to get there. There we were had, things. We had to get there, <laughs> there <reasons>. in time <laughs> to make sure we had a spot. Um, in uh, Tal Anderson Field where the windows do not open. So it was a um, crowd noise. It was it was okay. Like it was a good broadcast. You did a great job, but it was weird. You think not, it was weird? Not yeah, not crazy. hearing anything. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I've never realized it's it's tough because as like you want noise in your headphones, you want you want to Something. be able to hear some like natural sound, but when you just hear yourself and then you hear like outside the headphones, you just talking yep. because like in the in that room, it's just I was just by myself. And you have no like breeze. You have you you can't see the sun because at that time in the afternoon it's behind you in the sitting in the press box. You don't hear just like the. Murmurs. I'm just like this is just this is what I was stu- like what I was at. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable. Um, looking forward to many more years of of high school baseball because that was uh, shout uh, out really to Mike enjoyable. Melby. Yes, huge thanks to Ma- uh, Melby for uh, filling in for me while I was out of town as well he for got the state title. A great game. Yeah, I was a little bummed. I was I was really disappointed that I couldn't do it. I was glad we had it on our station. Oh yeah, congratulations really. to the Lincoln yeah. East Wildcats. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the tweet. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, I will. It is the Spartans. <laughs> I saw the tweet though. Um, it's once again, it's that whole idea of like you want you tell you tell us that you care and you tell us that you want to invest in it. Show us, and then you don't, and so it's unfortunate. And they but. didn't even change it. They left it up. Yep. Well, because you can't delete it then. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, too We've late. committed. So, um, John and Cortland, have a great rest of your day as well. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. It's been a while since I've had to say that um, because it's 
This is my first happy hour since like two Thursdays ago. It's been a long time. It would be two Thursdays. So um, anyway, yeah, no, fishing trip was was a blast. Had a great time. Had some decent success. Uh, beautiful weather, 70 to 75 degrees every day, 5 to 10 miles an hour of wind, which if you guys know um, or if you're a fisherman, that's, that's just enough to keep the bugs off you, good enough speed to drift at. And uh, it was it was a good good little trip there, um, and so yeah, it was it was a really really fun and enjoyable couple of days. So um, unfortunately though, Rico, you missed a lot. Yeah, I missed a lot, but we need to get this out into thin air or into the air here. Oh, out of the atmosphere. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you <laughs> and Bach because I, I've been told you know today like oh Nick you got some sun you got you got tan I was like well thank you that's what, that's what I want yep right. And so this entire day, I don't know how long this has gone on, but this entire day, as I'm recovering from my sunburn, you guys know you, you peel, right? And on both side, on both cheeks, yes, face, both of my f- cheeks on my face. Well, if it was uh, the other ones, we wouldn't have told you. Well, that's right, you wouldn't have because I wouldn't have known. I go to the bathroom, I'm washing my hands, I look in the mirror, and I got my face is peeling on both sides, mm-hmm. and you would think that. As a friend, and friends, plural, <laughs> Bach, Rico, I could even throw Austin into this conversation. Workplace associates. Yeah. None of them tell me. I thought you knew. And and they come back with this, I thought you knew. No. Your I don't, face I don't is peeling. Look, I, thank you. I thought you would have known. I would, like I would like to be told <laughs> and be notified so that when I go and talk to somebody and they give me a weird look, <laughs> I'm more weird than normal. That now I know why. It's because I got little white specks of dried, dead skin on my face. They were just appreciating your haircut. Sunburn. It was a good haircut, by the way. Thank you. It was, yeah, yesterday was haircut day. You Great guys lineup. know. You guys know how it is. Haircut day, vest day. So um, it's been a good time. So all right, there has been a lot going on since I was gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get uh, we're, we're gonna get Nick caught up to speed, and yeah. Nick's gonna give us his his uh, just in, in feelings a quick, quick on couple everything minutes. that was going on. Quick couple minutes, and since I. I'll be honest, I didn't look at the text line. I didn't tune in. Um, so if you guys want to send in your thoughts once again, I'd love to hear them at 402-464-5685. Okay. First off, we'll start with Daniel Kalen because I think that was the well, big... Well, no, you have to go in order. Okay. The order of the things that happened So that tell me, missed. tell me the things in order. Dylan Riola commits to Georgia. Oh, that's right. That was last week. Um, was. I, I think if you're sitting here... It, not surprising. A little bummed out. Not not super surprising though, just because they've won two straight natties. And if if you're Dylan Raiola, then you will. Uh, I mean, you want to continue winning a national championship. It's it's disappointing for like the casual college football fan, I think, because the shift of powerhouses continue to just continue. Uh, you know, just increase. Um, Georgia continues to rebuild or reload, if you will. Alabama's doing normal Alabama things. And you're starting to see separation. Um, obviously, the storylines would be great to where it's Nebraska gets the the legacy commit, and his uncle is an offensive line coach at Nebraska. But he, unfortunately, that's just not the case, and I don't think you can blame him. Um, I also don't think it was necessarily a pipe dream. Like I thought, I, I've seen a lot of reaction through various channels where it's uh, it was a pipe dream to get Dylan Raiola anyway. I don't think it was. I, I mean, you also have to remember 
all the legwork that this staff did do to get back into the conversation for Dylan Riola. Um, and so give him props to that. Now the more fascinating story is that now Daniel Kalen is he next? So, so then the next thing that happened was Daniel Kalen decommits, decommits from Missouri. Well, I mean, it, so it, it, say it, this like okay, you don't so, know what happened next. Well, decommits. I was shocked. Um, there was that athletic article a couple months ago that we we kind of discussed on the show as well, where Daniel Kalen said, "Listen, I, I want to go to Nebraska. Like I want to be considered for Nebraska. I want to consider Nebraska. I should say, um, but." Matt Rule, when we talked to him in December, it was, hey, we're, we, we're going to be honest with you, Daniel Kalen. We're recruiting somebody else. And and Daniel Kalen also knows, like, you got to go after Dylan Raiola if you can, right? And Nebraska's in a, a, somewhat of an uncharted territory there where they have um, some some other things going on with, with Donovan Raiola on staff, with Dominic playing at Nebraska, where it gives them somewhat of an in on the conversations with the number one prospect. But unfortunately... It ended up not working out. And this continues into the conversation I kind of want to have with you, Rico, where it goes back to the the old-time quote quote of honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Because in that article with The Athletic, Dan, Daniel Kalen says, listen, Matt Rule was up front and honest with me. The whole coaching staff was of, hey, listen, we, we like you a lot, but we are recruiting another guy at the same position. And Daniel Kalen said, I ultimately chose Missouri because I wanted to go somewhere that made me a, their top priority. And so once once Kalen decommits from Missouri, it was kind of writing on the wall, I think, that he was going to come to Nebraska. Did I expect it to be made, done the next day? No, but I think um, for this late in the cycle, when quarterbacks, when you're not talking about Dylan Raiola, that is, the number one prospect, when you're talking about just quarterbacks in general, I think Daniel Kalen is a really, really good pickup for Nebraska at this spot in the recruiting cycle. Um, it's he's gonna he's gonna give you an opportunity. Along, we've seen what a guy like Gibson Pyle has been able to do for peer recruiting on on Twitter and on social media. Daniel Kalen, I would assume, is going to be the same exact way. And as you guys know, quarterbacks are usually the pioneers for recruiting classes. Well, Nebraska already has a couple guys in the boat. But now they have their quarterback for the 2024 class. And that whole conversation of, oh, no, what's Nebraska going to do at quarterback if Jeff Sims does go pro or if Jeff Sims gets injured and ends up having to leave or whatever that case may be, now the conversation is over and it's it's going to be Daniel Kalen. There's, Daniel Kalen also isn't going to decommit if Nebraska has a 4-8 and eight season. No, he's in it. Like remember, remember the the man. If if Dylan Raiola commits, did I say Daniel Kalen? Yes. Da- Daniel you're, Kalen. No, you're, yeah, you're okay. Good so far, you're doing good. If remember the conversation we've had on multiple shows, it's where dang, if Dylan Raiola does end up coming to Nebraska, then the it's going to be every single week if Nebraska loses. Oh no, was this mm-hmm. the one to push Dylan Raiola over the edge of of decommitting? That was always it my was, question. It was going to be such a stressful fall for every single early, loss. or do you want him late? That was my question with Dylan Raiola. And, and yeah, you're right. Daniel Kalen committing to Nebraska in terms of, of peer recruiting. I mean, there's two, three uh, really big ones in the state of Nebraska that you're looking at and getting your quarterback in the boat and having him talk to the guys who he's going to possibly throw the ball to, especially two that he's currently throwing the ball to. Uh, that'll really help in terms of peer recruiting because if you can get two 
highly rated wide receivers and Davon Hall and Isaiah mm-hmm. McMorris to to also commit to Nebraska. That might help in you know turning the eyes of a you know what 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 did you say he got up to Carter Nelson. 40th. As his, as his. So Carter stock Nelson is rising. Twenty four seven Sports did like an updated or you know a re re rank of all the the recruits in the country. Carter Nelson out of Ainsworth, who has offers from pretty much anywhere. Uh, is there he, a school that hasn't? He has. I'm sure there's schools like that a, haven't. I mean, like a like a like a like a blue blood top tier school that hasn't because Alabama and Georgia are in the boat. I know Michigan, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Clemson. Mm-hmm. USC. Texas? Well, I mean, we, we can just name off a couple of the blue bloods here. Yeah. Georgia, Notre Dame, Alabama, Auburn, Nebraska, Penn State, Florida, um, Michigan, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, AM. So Texas and mm-hmm. Texas AM. Wisconsin. I, even I, though they're not blue it, blood, it just, but just like. All still. the schools that have been in the college football playoff. However long it's been around, yeah. have offered him. That's yeah. that's pretty so, much it. So I I don't know like, so he moves up to the fortieth best player in the country overall, Carter Nelson. That is the second best tight end in the country, um, out of Ainsworth, Nebraska, and eight man football. Yes, at six four, two hundred and five pounds, and similar. Well, not necessarily, I suppose, but either way, number one player out of out of out of in Nebraska. Uh, uh, you know, understandably so, um, but I think Nebraska feels like they're they're going to get an official visit out of him, and he's, he already scheduled it. Yeah, so he's scheduled going to at state track. Um, I, I think I think Nebraska is in a good spot with with a lot of their recruits in this class. Now, I will say this: I mean, watching Daniel Kalen throw the football, he might not, not might not have looked as impressive as like a Zane Flores did in the winter or in the fall with state championship. However, you got to remember the weather that they played in. And I, I think Daniel Kalen has the arm to be a D- division one quarterback. I think he's going to I actually think, like I said, it's a really good pickup in this spot of the cycle. Um, and it's hard not to also think about what could be if Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris decide to come to Nebraska as well. You also right? have to think about uh, Daniel Kalen. This was this last year was his first year full-time as the starter at Bellevue West. His sophomore year, he split mm-hmm. time. So this last year where he threw 30-plus touchdowns and only seven interceptions, where five of those came within the first four games, that was his first year as the number one clear-cut starter for Bellevue West. So this next year, as a three-star, as the 28th best quarterback in the nation, getting a second year under his belt as the full-time mm-hmm. starter, I can only imagine his stock rising Maybe not as as I mean, definitely not as high as number one, but definitely getting into possibly that top twenty five range in terms of quarterback rankings. So, and I remember, so he had a better statistical year than Zane Flores. Now, obviously, Zane Flores and Gretna beat Bellevue West in the state semifinals. That game was on the ticket, but that was a great game. That was a really good game. Uh, but I remember getting ready for that semifinal game, and Daniel Kalen had better statistical numbers than Zane Flores did. And I'm not trying to compare and say, oh, well, it's a good thing that Nebraska passed or you know disrespected Zane Flores to get Daniel. That, that's, that's not what I'm I saying at all. I would have to have Zane Flores and Daniel Kalen. Here's the deal, though. Just in 2022 alone, Zane Flores throw, completes 64% of his passes for 14 yards shy of 3,200 yards. 
has 36 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Um, and I think when you look at he's playing in the highest level of, of high school football in Class A, mm-hmm. right? And Bellevue West didn't necessarily have just a walkover schedule. They had to play Bell or uh, they had to play Gretna a couple of times. They had to play Creighton Prep to start the year. Um, so when you look at, I think, I mean West Side as well, but you look at the teams that he's played against, and as a junior he stepped up. I, I'm excited to see Daniel Kalen this year, especially with the entire team of Bellevue West, because obviously you have the two guys on the outside that that there's, are a weapon as well. There's a possibility because they're also recruiting. Um, one of the offensive linemen, I cannot remember his last or his first name, a rope, Jacob Rope. Yeah. Um, who was on the basketball team. Jaden Boyan as well. Um there's there's a very good possibility that there could be four Nebraska commits on Bellevue West team. Yeah, I mean Bellevue West and it was a really great article with with Sip and, and Bellevue West head football coach Mike Michael Huffman. Um, highly recommend going over to On Three and reading that article if you if you have not already because Huffman's Sip, a big football I mean, guy. Sip Sip got a lot of good quotes out of Michael Huffman, and that was really telling article where it was. Listen, Daniel wanted to go to Nebraska this entire time, but I I, I really think honesty and transparency won Nebraska here, or one you know got Nebraska their their twenty twenty four quarterback, and that's somewhat refreshing. I think, and I don't think it's it's bad to say that you wondered if honesty and transparency were always you know present with previous staffs and I, I think um, although they haven't won games on Saturdays and that's the ultimate you know deci- you know deciding factor on whether or not Matt rules the head coach here for a substantial amount of time honesty and transparency with with a recruit like Daniel Kalen I, I think unfortunately you know fortunately won them the the, the commitment of the the Daniel Kalen a decision because he was also very very set on Missouri. I mean, you, you listen to him talk about Elijah Drinkwitz and Columbia. He he liked Missouri a lot. You look at his Twitter. I don't know if he's gotten rid of the tweets yet or not. But if you look at his Twitter, you scroll down a little bit. You can see after he committed to Missouri, he was doing a mm-hmm. lot of peer recruiting, including Williams Nwierney, who yeah. was a very highly rated defensive end, I believe. Yeah. So and and he it was funny. Nwierney, uh runs like an outside linebacker. So yeah. I think that's um, how you say his name. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So, all right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're actually going to bring in Austin because in my eyes, today is is right up there with one of the better sports days of the year. Conference baseball tournaments are beginning. The SEC tournament has begun. The it's Big 10, yeah, the Big 10 tournament has begun. And Austin Rico and I were kind of talking about like the compare or we were comparing, I suppose, SEC baseball to Big 10 baseball, the conference, <laughs> the brackets, all that stuff. And yes, I understand that comparing Nebraska into like an SEC type school is not realistic. I get that. But where would Nebraska's record put them in the SEC? Where would the 10th best team in the SEC be placed in the Big Ten Conference with that record? It's it's mind-boggling when you see kind of the teams at what seeds and where they're playing. Also, ridiculous. It's single elimination in the first round for the SEC tournament, and the teams that, if they're eliminated in the first round, still have an at-large bid as more than likely a two-seed 
in an NCAA tournament regional. It, it's all about RPI. It's it's kind of bonkers. We'll tell you all about it. Um, so we'll bring in Austin Orman of On the Block to uh, dive into all that with us since he's a big baseball guy as well. We're back. The gang's back together. Nick and Rico hanging out with you on a Tuesday. It's the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.